Welcome to GW Hospital HealthCast. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. The topic today is stroke care, treatment, and technology update. My guest is Dr. Dimitri Sagunas. Dr. Sagunas is a neurosurgeon and interventional neuroradiologist and a member of the medical staff at the George Washington University Hospital. Dr. Sagunas, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me, Dr. Mike. So I've, I've heard this phrase before, and I think a lot of people have. Time is brain when we're talking about stroke. Could you tell us a little bit what that means? Absolutely. Um, so that, that's a very, very uh, um, sort of a short but, but very true statement. Um, time is brain basically means that, that the cost of not treating a stroke uh, can be measured in, in many different ways. If, if we're talking about actual brain cells, Every minute that a stroke is untreated basically means that you lose the equivalent of 2 million brain cells per minute. That is, um, if a stroke goes untreated, it can basically mean that your brain at the end of a stroke is the, the same as having a 36-year aging process happen. If you're a 44-year-old that has a stroke, at the end of the stroke, you have the brain of an 80-year-old. Um, so it, it's obviously a, a tremendous tremendous issue with uh, with our population. So yeah, so we want to make sure that we recognize the stroke fast and we get into the treatment part of that as, as quick as possible. And that's what that means. Are we getting better at doing this, Dr. Sugunas? Are doctors recognizing the symptoms quicker? Are people coming into the emergency room faster? Are we getting to the treatment part of a stroke quicker? Dr. Mike, thankfully, uh, we are. Uh, we're, we're making inroads. Um, and, uh, and as you mentioned, the, the biggest concern is, is trying to figure out whether a patient's having a type of stroke that can be treated um, and uh, in that way kind of avoid uh, this brain cell death that we were talking about. Um, there's, a, there's a big awareness campaign called FAST, uh, which is basically if you have a facial droop on one side, if you have weakness on one side of the body uh, versus the other, um, if you have any slurred speech or speech issues, then it's time to act. It's time to get a patient to the hospital, time to call EMS. And EMS providers now realize, um, based on the 2017 American Heart Association guidelines, that they need to get a patient to a comprehensive stroke center, a stroke center that can treat these strokes by trying to pull out any blockages in blood vessels. Um, and, and that way, they can kind of um, maximize uh, the, the chances for a patient to have some kind of recovery. So obviously recognizing, you know, as, you know, in the community, recognizing maybe a family member or um, yourself, right, having some of these symptoms is really key. So the, the patient takes pl- plays an important role uh, in, in getting to the hospital quickly and getting treat, treated quickly. And I think that's an important point uh, to always bring out and educate. But you, you mentioned that there were different types of strokes. Can you teach us a little bit about the types of strokes and how they're treated? So there are two main types of strokes. Uh, the, the first type is called hemorrhagic, which basically means um, bleeding in the brain. Um, and, and this basically makes up about 10% of all strokes. The vast majority are called ischemic strokes that um, can constitute about 90% of all strokes. And, and they basically mean that there's uh, some foreign body uh, or um, uh, a clot which forms in a blood vessel in the brain and blocks blood from going to that part of the brain that it supplies. That basically means that no blood flow to that part of the brain gives no 
so those are the ones that we're talking about. We're talking about going into blood vessels that are blocked with either uh, fiber fatty plaque or some kind of clot and removing it physically. So when you see a patient, you know, being an expert in treating patients or uh, with stroke, what, are you basically just looking at the clinical presentation or are there technologies that you're using in that initial workup to help decide what type of stroke that is and what course of treatment would be best? Yes. So the the technology that we use currently um, are um, CAT scans and MRIs. CAT scans allow us to see what type of a stroke it is, whether it's a bleed or whether it's a blockage in the blood vessel. And a CAT scan with some kind of dye basically tells us where the blockage is. So we can go after it um, with what's called angiography. And that, that's a technique that I do where we basically take um, a small needle and insert it into one of the arteries of the legs and then go up with uh, small plastic tubes called catheters into the blocked vessel and we basically fish out the, uh, the blockage. And we do that with one of two ways. We either use um, sort of an expandable pipe to kind of block the, uh, excuse me, to, uh, to trap the clot and then pull it out, or we use what's sort of like a mini vacuum where we actually suck out the clot. And I do this in addition to, uh, to um, a number of other interventionalists at uh, George Washington. Um, to be able to uh, sort of um, get to these patients quickly and, and open up the blood vessel in order to be able to restore flow. So keeping in the same um, idea of, of time is brain, right? How, how long are we talking about here? By the you know from the time that you are presented with a patient that that you've diagnosed with a stroke and you send them to the CT scan and you you diagnose what type of stroke and then you finally get to treatment. What what are what time frame are we talking about here? try to get a patient in the emergency room um, identified and up to uh, the procedure room uh, within anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes is our, is our target. Um, we, we've done this uh, as quickly as 10 minutes uh, from when they hit the door. So, so kind of in keeping with the time is brain uh, paradigm, we're trying to get to these patients faster and faster, and, and we're, doing, we're doing a better job of it. Um, but again, sort of the holy grail in terms of what we're looking for is to try to get these patients identified before they actually get to the hospital, to try to uh, maybe uh, find technologies which allow us to be able to figure out whether a patient's having a blockage, and then we just wheel them straight to the procedure room. And those technologies are, are definitely in the works, um, and they're, uh, they're something that, uh, that hopefully will be available in the next few years. And so, Dr. Sugunis, these these new technologies would be used, as we say, in the field by, say, a paramedic or an EMT, so that and then they could convey that information to you, and you'd be ready to go right when they come into that door. That's exactly right. Um, and these technologies would be something that would be portable, something that uh, would basically be um, uh, be placed on a patient's head to be able to detect where they're having a stroke where they're having a blockage to figure out what type of, uh, of stroke it is. And that way, uh, the EMTs will know exactly what types of hospitals to take these patients to to make sure that, uh, that they can undergo this, uh, this removal of clots. Because unfortunately, there are only select hospitals that have the ability and the resources to be able to, to treat these patients um, 24-7. 
Right. I would like to impress upon the listeners, Dr. Sugiris, about how important time really is here. So let me give you a couple of different scenarios, and you can give us maybe an idea of what the outcomes would be. You have a patient that comes in, definitely it's a, a stroke. It's the kind of stroke that's a blockage. You get them in, you treat them within 10, 15 minutes versus somebody who it takes longer to come in, longer to diagnose, and maybe it's an hour, hour and a half later that you finally get the treatment they need. Give us an idea of what is the different outcome between those two patients. Sure. So so we, we talked about the, uh, uh, the burden in terms of um, brain cells lost per minute. Let me put it another way. Um, every hour that passes without a stroke patient being treated means a 20% decrease in their ability to function independently. So, so that hour may mean the difference between being able to get up in the morning, dress yourself, uh, feed yourself, um, be able to, to go to work, to interact with uh, family members, and not being able to do that. And we're, we're trying to figure out better ways to be able to extend that window. But unfortunately, right now, what we have is that the faster we can get to a patient, the more likely they are to be able to have that independent function. Dr. Sugunas, in summary, what would you like people to know about stroke care? I think the most important um, point is that um, this is obviously a huge problem with our, with our, uh, with our population aging, with, uh, with having more cardiovascular um, uh, disease. Um, so what we need to, to keep in mind is that stroke isn't something that uh, can, can impact patients and we don't have any tools to be able to, uh, to fight back. It's something that, that is not a lost cause. We're, we're basically, we're, we're in, the, in the dawn of a new era where we have techniques and we have um, studies which show that if we get to these patients in as quickly as possible in a reasonable amount of time, then we can actually change their outcomes. We can, we can help them uh, live as close to normal lives as, as we can. And I, I think that sort of being aware that you need to get to a hospital um, that can provide this kind of treatment is very key in trying to keep our population as happy and healthy as possible. Time is brain. That's what we started with, and that's what we're going to end with. Dr. Sugunas, thank you for the work that you are doing, and thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to GW Hospital HealthCast with the George Washington University Hospital. For more information, you can go to gwhospital.com. That's gwhospital.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of the George Washington University Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Dr. Michael Smith. Thanks for listening.